As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, Maggie. Hi. You're not going to believe this, but we, are, we have no power today. We're running the studio by generator. We had trees falling. There's a tornado warning. These storms are getting crazy, like going through Georgia. But um, good thing we have that backup generator because um, the studio is running fine. But if you happen to see like any flashes of light or something <laughs> like that, it's, it's because we got a surge somehow. How That's are you wild. doing? I'm good. I, I always forget is warning means it's it's just like probable um, circumstances for a tornado to form or is watch that warning and watch one of them means there's actually a tornado I think it's watch right yeah I, I think watch is the is that we actually see that there is a tornado and warning is that there's conditions on the ground potentially to make a tornado gotcha I think that's yeah, correct that, that's but crazy. I'm not a weatherman so don't trust me kids <laughs> go find that information on yourself But we do do podcasts here, so you want to just roll the theme song? Yeah, let's go for it. Mags and Dads, wholesome chaos. Mags and Dads, wholesome chaos. We do do podcasts here. That's <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a really good transition. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't stop thinking about it. I had to point it out. Um <laughs> That's crazy though. I I FaceTimed a friend yesterday and it was like pouring rain over there and I realized it has not rained once since I've been in LA. Like I've heard that about Los Angeles and it's been kind of my experience. I think I was in Los Angeles once for a really good rain. But yeah. friends I've known who've moved out there when they come back to Georgia in the summertime and then they get those like incredible summertime storms with thunder and lightning and They're like, oh, I've missed this. Yeah, I'm not even going to lie. I, I miss rain, especially I get so freaked out by the fires here because that's like something we do not get in Georgia, that the fact that there's not like rain to put it out, crazy, absolutely crazy. Now, have you smelled any smoke from fires recently? Yes. Well, actually not smelled smoke, but I drove by one the other day. Um, I was in like Manhattan Beach area and there was this huge fire and like the whole the whole sky is just orangish reddish whatever you're doing you can like see it and it's kind of just like oh yeah that's that's a thing around here and that's kind of yeah. terrifying it's, a, it's, it's an apocalyptic thing <laughs> yeah it's there. it's absolutely wild but so you're I'm back getting in school right it. oh my goodness I started school like? yesterday 
Um, it's making me, I kid you not, I like opened up all my classes, pulled up assignments and stuff. And I was honestly kind of excited originally to get back to school because just kind of, I'm a person who works well under structure. So having like deadlines and like, um, curriculum and stuff like that, I was like, okay, I'm ready for this first assignment. I was like, oh my goodness. I remember why I don't like school. (laughs) Like it, it's not, it's not always that fun. Um, and granted this is like week one. So a lot of the stuff we're doing is like, go buy your books that you're probably not going to use, but you're going to spend $200 on them. And what classes are you taking? I don't even know. I'm taking, um, psychology, my last gen ed, which is a composition two, And, um, a criminal justice course. I'm only taking nine credit hours because I want it to be a lighter load while I'm here so I can focus on other stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I opened up something I realized, okay, this is kind of terrible and I should have thought about this beforehand, but my college is in Atlanta. It's on the East coast. I'm currently living on the West coast. All my due dates are three hours earlier. Like I was seeing where that's going. That's wow. so bad. If I have something that's due at 8 a.m., it's due three hours earlier here. It's due at 5 a.m. Like wow. that's. Do you, do you have morning <laughs> classes or are all your classes late enough that it's not too problematic? So I have no classes. Nothing meets like on Zoom or anything. They're all asynchronous what? classes. Um, so at least that lucked out because I can't even imagine if I had an 8 a.m., Oh, <laughs> that'd be so bad. I'm already so um, like I don't I don't comprehend things well in the morning. I think you should know this because the other day you called me at I don't know. I guess it was like 1030 your time. So it was like 730 my time. And I woke Something up like to that. the call and we had a conversation. I believe it was brief. And then when we talked later that day, I kind of had to confirm with you. I was like, did that happen? Did you call me? Because if it's before, if it's early enough in the morning, I don't retain that information at all. I, I've, and learned, I, I've come to realize that though. And I, <laughs> I recognize now when I have to tell you something again, because I yeah. probably didn't get it. But that was that, my bad. I, I didn't put the math <laughs> together. And, and mom and I had already been up for so long because we were driving home from the Carolinas. And so we got up early and we had a whole road trip by then. And so for me, it felt like the middle of the day. Of the day. Yeah, you know? I, th- I think that happened a lot um, when I was at home, um, especially like during quarantine because we were all home. And so you and mom would both come into my room before you guys went to the office or whatever and tell me some stuff. And I think this mainly happened with mom where she would say, you know, um, like unload the dishwasher or like vacuum the first floor or something like that. And I'd be like, yeah, 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 okay. And then I wouldn't do it at all through that day. And then you guys would come home and be like, why didn't you do this? And it's because I would completely forget about the conversation. Like if my you're talking- My mom always made lists. I had my chores on lists and I'd have to go scratch them off as I went, which was actually good. It gave yeah. me a, a very uh, important like sense of accomplishment. The, that dopamine rush like we talked about before you get when you check things off a list. But I will try to do better, and I will try not to call you until after you've had your morning cereal. I appreciate that. (laughs) Yeah, you know, but for me, like, morning's not the only time to have cereal. 
as you know, in our family, we have cereal about, just about any time of the day. Le yesterday, when we got home and kind of the end of the day, <laughs> winding down, actually had dessert cereal, which is a thing mm -hmm. in my family. And I had our the, family uh, in our family. Uh, <laughs> and I had the maple waffle magic spoon cereal, which was really amazing. Yeah. And healthy and very good for you. And, and that brings us to our sponsor of this episode, Magic Spoon. Magic Why don't you spoon. tell us about it, Maggie? I would love to. Magic Spoon cereal has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. That's only 140 calories a serving. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and low-carb. And you can build your own box or get a variety pack with available flavors like cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry, and cinnamon. And Magic Spoon brought back two super popular flavors, cookies and cream and maple waffle, which I just mentioned a moment ago. And these are not temporary. These are permanently back. But when the flavors were first introduced for a limited time, they sold out extremely quickly. So friends, make sure you get these again or try them for the first time because they are delicious and indulgent. That's the thing about Magic Spoon cereal. You feel like you're eating something sweet and indulgent but it's actually really good for you, which is awesome. So to try this out for yourself, don't take our word for it. Go to magicspoon.com slash wholesome to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code wholesome at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product that it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they will refund your money, no questions asked. Remember to get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash wholesome and use the code wholesome to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. And friends, be sure to try that out. I wish life came with a 100% happiness guarantee with everything, with your relationships, with your job, with your school and assignments, with your road trips, all that good stuff. But at least you can have 100% happiness with your cereal, which is a good thing, don't you think? Yeah, I think I'll just type up an email, send it to all my professors and say, hey, if I don't like this course, just give me 100% happiness back guarantee or 100% yeah, happiness. tuition back. If you oh could my only gosh, get the time yeah. back, that would be better. If you could, they could give you your hours back, give you your life back. Honestly. But, uh, no, I, I admire you hanging with that. When you told me you were enrolling in classes while you were out there, I thought that might be a little overly ambitious, but I admire oh, that you're keeping sure your momentum is. going strong. And yeah, but overly ambitious is our middle name. Yeah. Speaking of which, we just had a great trip um, mm -hmm. up to the Carolinas, as you know. I want to hear about uh, last, it. Last time I talked to you, I was, I was getting ready to drive up to Charlotte to pick up Eddie. We went to Greensboro. We went to a golf tournament. We played disc golf. We All kinds of crazy stuff happening, happened. And it was really amazing, especially for him, because Eddie went to school in High Point his first two years in High Point, mm -hmm. North Carolina, before he went to Boston, to Berklee College of Music. And he has a lot of friends there, but he didn't really make plans to see his friends. It just kind of happened. Like when he got there, he let people know, let a couple of people know he was in town. One of them he saw that night and then kind of word got out. And like three or four of his friends drove in, some of them from like four hours away, just to make it a special time for all the friends to come back together, which That's I so thought was sweet. really amazing. Yeah, I felt good for him. He felt like it, like it definitely fed his soul and... And uh, definitely we had our time, our drive time, listening to each other's music, 
That's what, that's what Eddie and I do. And we always bond great on road trips because he plays me his, you know, heavier rock music with, with screaming and mm. all, all kinds of good stuff, which is actually, it's a, an acquired taste for me. I love heavy music. It's the screaming that I don't really get into so much, but for some <laughs> reason, Eddie loves it. Eddie loves it. So, and yeah. then I played him a bunch of uh, my favorite jazz bands and classic rock and things like that. Oh, and I got recognized a couple times. That's um, exciting. Once, yeah, one, it was kind of weird, really, this time <laughs> because I was we were in a a Sheets gas station, um, and which is also a charging station. They have Tesla chargers there, so my car was charging. And Eddie and I went into the restroom, and we were kind of washing up and whatnot. And a guy comes in, and I think he worked there because his, his he had his mask to be on, but still, and he was, but he looked at us. and He said. Wait, are you on? Do I know you from TikTok? And I was like, Yeah. And he stopped and he's oh. like, Can I get a selfie? And, and he, That's he so wanted to take a selfie in the bathroom. And before I knew, like, my brain was trying to process, is this appropriate? Should I even do this? It was like his camera was out and I was posing. <laughs> Fortunately, he was po- like away from the urinals. So, <laughs> so basically, it, lo- it looked like a wall in the picture. But um, anyway, it was, it was kind of odd. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's a little uncomfy. <laughs> Yeah, Man. and then after the the whole golfing escapade, and I made a bunch of TikToks, and I went unicycling, and went to Charlotte, and saw my sister. We got recognized again because Sandy, Aunt Sandy, had some company visiting, and they were from Ireland, and their daughter um, recognized me because she follows you, so that Aww. was cool too. That's Una, so shout out to Una. She is really a cool kid. She's 16, <laughs> but she's like like a mini adult. She's like coaching me on you. She's like, I really respect and admire Maggie, and I, I see good things in her future because she she genuinely loves what she does, and she's following <laughs> her career, and I think that if she just goes down this road, things are going to work out really well for her. I'm like, Aww. who are you? You're like a mini so mini sweet. adult. Yeah, so, hey, so never, thank you. Hey, never discount kids. Like, kids are smart. I don't know why... I mean, like, I guess, yes, 18 is the technical age of, like, you are an adult now. But it's not like it's your 18th birthday and a switch automatically flips. You know, like, kids are smart. You got to give them credit. (laughs) I try to, I give kids amazing credit all the time. And I remembered, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, when I was a kid being discounted, how much I hated that. And so Mm -hmm. I try to, as an adult, constantly remind myself, hey, pay attention. These kids, they know what's going on. They know yeah. what's going on. You know, Absolutely. another thing I wanted to talk to you about relative to the trip to the Carolinas, um, and this could kind of swing into one of dad's motivational moments, <laughs> if you wish, but the topic is kind of the, the balance between planning something really well and discovering things along the way, like the spont- spontaneity that, that is only possible when things aren't planned really, really well. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. I, feel like, I feel like in our family, we, we roll pretty easily through the spontaneity and the uncertainty. Really, all we need is like, what's my next move? What's my next direction? Something positive taking me down the road and then pretty confident that we're going to find the next right answers as we go down that road. But what Eddie, Eddie and I were talking about is like, all these other plans with his friends and some of the adventures and things we discovered along the way or the, the disc golf course that we found and all that, like that would have never happened had we rigidly planned every moment of this trip. All we knew was like, 
three days in a car together, going to a golf trip. We're going to figure it out along the way. Yeah, that reminds me of what's that line in the princess switch that like keeps getting brought up a ton where they're like life's what happens when you're busy making plans or something like that. I totally butchered that. You know, you're that making one other plans. Yeah. yeah. With that guy. It's not an original line to the princess oh. switch, but they, they, <laughs> they paraphrased it for the movie. Yeah. That guy that's who's some, maybe Santa. Movie, but we, yeah. we love that movie. The We've year, watched it a lot. It was crazy. The year that movie came out, we watched it probably like five times throughout the month of December. I don't know why. You and I both I loved either. it, though. I think I, I was, it was... It was like... It was like a, a, something you didn't have to work too hard to consume. Yeah. It was like a, like a fluffy dessert. And, it, and it had a good ending. I love things with a good ending. I literally... Very, very I uplifting. S- Wait, yeah, and I, honestly, ironically, the ending was a fluffy dessert because she was a baker in a oh, cake I get it baking now. Con- I get contest. It. <laughs> Spoiler. Yeah, sorry, that's way over everybody else's heads who hasn't seen that movie. So um, anyway, kind of a you recommendation. You should watch it. <laughs> but I think that we've been kind of living that mode and cultivating our kids to be very spontaneous and flexible from their beginning. And that would be a note for parents is, you know, I I know parents who are like, oh, we can't visit with you past this certain hour because we have to get home to put our kid down for their nap at exactly this moment because we're trying to get them on a sleep schedule and a tight routine. And it's like they modify their lives to accommodate their kids and they feel like they have to keep things super structured. And I know there's probably some scientific benefits to that uh, as well. But mom and I always said, hey, look, your kids are going to be as flexible as you are. And we're going to take them with us every step of the way. If they get tired, we're going to find a place for them to sleep or they can learn to sleep in the car on the way or wherever it's going to be. I slept in so many cars growing up. <laughs> do, do you remember when you went to my speech and you took a nap under the table? Under the table. I do. Yeah. Honestly, so, that's like a core memory for me. <laughs> we were in um, Orlando and I had a speech there. We had gone trapeze flying with Tony Steele, which was amazing. And you were selling books for me after my speech. And I so was we had the book that. table. Mm-hmm. And we had the book table and set up all the, the books, got things ready. But you were like, I need to take a nap. And there was, you know, we didn't have a hotel room at this point. We'd already checked out. But you crawled underneath the, the table drape and just slept on the floor. Nobody knew you were there. It was like well, you, you were told me completely to. in your own room. Well, yeah. <laughs> you were like, just may, crawl under that table. I may or may not have done that myself at some point. <laughs> or maybe I've changed underneath the table or something like that. But huh. it's amazing how you can find your own little private places all over the world. <laughs> yeah. The other sure. way that we would, we would also uh, foster spontaneity and creativity within our family was uh, through, at bedtime, at story time. Mm-hmm. You know, you know where I'm going with this? Name three things stories. Yeah. Tell, tell everyone out there what a name three things story is, Maggie. Uh, so basically, when it was like time to go to sleep when Eddie and I were kids, um, sometimes we would do it together, like you would do it for both of us, or you do it separately or whatever. Um, but essentially, we got to pick three different things, and you would make a story out of it. Yeah, exactly. And so it would be like name a friend, name a place, and then name a, a uh, 
food or name a vehicle. And then, you know, as a parent, you're always trying to like make the most imaginative, create creative ideas that incorporate everything. Eddie always loves spaceship stories and traveling through times and dimensions and just really kind of crazy fantasy stuff. But at some point, you'd have to tie in all of the elements of the story and, and get those, uh, those little nuggets checked off. Questions answered. Hey, speaking yeah. of questions answered, do you um, want to take one? Sure. Let's go for it. This one kind of relates to what we were just talking about. Um, this is from Lindsay G. In episode four of your podcast, Maggie mentioned you were gone traveling a lot growing up. How did that, that affect Maggie, and how did she feel about it growing up? How does she feel about it now that she's older? My husband's job requires a lot of traveling, and it's something I'm often worried about. So that's from Lindsay. Uh, give her your perspectives on that, and then maybe I will too. Yes. I actually ex explained this to um, one of our friends recently who's a speaker um, because I can definitely understand that conflict as a parent of like wanting to be involved in your kid's life, but also you obviously have to work. You have to go do these things. And for me growing up, you were gone a lot. Um, but never once did I equate your absence for a lack of caring or a lack of like love or anything because of the intentionality of your time when you were home. Um, like I under, I feel like kind of like we were talking about earlier, kids are smart. Like kids understand at a level that like parents have to work. Um, but how you spend your time when you are around is so important. Um, you were always present. You weren't, even when you were tired, like even, I think I've said this on a previous podcast, like when you would get home super late, oftentimes you would still wake up early in the morning and make Eddie and I breakfast because that was a time that you could spend with us. Even if you knew that was the only time that you'd have available to hang out with us that week, you made the most of it. Um, so yeah, that was kind of my take on it. That makes me feel really good to hear you say that, that you never once equated it to a lack of love or all of that. That's That was the goal, obviously, all along. And it breaks my heart to leave you guys. And, um, I, you know, when I, when I had to travel, I think it's in some ways even worse for the parent because the kids, if they grow up with it, it's just they're accustomed to it. It's part of how their yeah. life works. But for the parents, you really have a sense of what you're leaving behind. COVID made that extra clear for me when I got to really be home and for the benefit of a long period of time. It was it was almost heartbreaking because yeah. what what I say to um, other speakers, because I, I travel around for National Speakers Association to different chapters, and, and I say, look, if, you, if you're in this profession, you're going to miss a lot of moments. You're going to miss a lot of birthdays. You're going to miss a lot of... Uh, dinners, a lot of laughs, a lot of surprises, a lot of that spontane spontaneity that you just would, could never even predict. You're just not there. Mm -hmm. You're going to miss it all. But, but those moments will, even though you can't recapture them, they'll be replaced by other moments, like you leaving that note in my bag that I took with me or being able to bring our kids with us on the road to different trips and travels, which we've done a lot for my speaking career. Um, and so, and then the other thing that we were always super intentional about is creating the connections to why I'm gone. I, ca I call it a lifeline, you know, um, the book I wrote off balance on purpose. It, it means it's about being in that off balance kind of place, but very intentionally. Yeah. 
And, and so when I'm home, yeah, I'm off balance in the, in the direction of my family, but you also can connect the things that you are doing with one another, like your job and your traveling and the purpose for your travel. It was really important to me that even from the early stages that you and Eddie and mom, of course, understood that. Like, this is my client. This is where I'm going. Let's look at the map. Let's look at these places. Um, we would coordinate the exact moment I was getting on stage where you would say a cheer for daddy at that moment and send me energy, which you and I both believed like this is, this is helping me. So you, you were at home, hopefully, hopefully feeling like by us saying this cheer, we're helping dad get what he needs to do his speech. And then I'd come and home and tell you about it. And, and so it's about how do you stay connected and how do you help people understand the reason for the absence uh, along the way. Yeah, it's about intentionality, like over everything else. Yeah. So some of those family trips, that leads us into another uh, question. This one's from Ashley, and she asked for favorite family vacations. So what, what were some of your favorite family vacations growing up? Um, yeah, we were really fortunate that we got to travel because a lot of the times when you would travel, we would tag along on your trips. Um, and so... I mean, Singapore was so fun. That was a trip you and I just took. Um, Singapore was great. Um, also, Steamboat, Steamboat Colorado, because we could go and we got to ski and snowboard. We, we started off skiing originally, and then one year you and I decided to snowboard because Eddie snowboarded, and we were so confident <laughs> We were like, oh my gosh, <laughs> we were, were like, we're oh like, yeah, we're, we're acrobats. We know oh how gosh, to yeah. we have great we can, balance. We, we, we ride unicycles, for goodness sake. Yeah. And so yeah. we were like, oh yeah, easy peasy. We got this. And we got those snowboards and we could not stand up. Like we both yeah. agreed that there was a period of time where we were the worst people on the entire mountain. Um, yes. <laughs> like there was no helping us except that we figured it out slowly. But snowboarding was a, was a tricky thing. <laughs> Because yeah. I never skateboarded. Like, I didn't, I didn't really do skateboarding I hadn't, or I hadn't surfing. either at that time. Yeah. I, so but, um, it was a big learning curve. Yeah, but that was for sure a really fun trip. Um, and I've since got better at snowboarding. So skiing, Steamboat, Steamboat Springs is an amazing ski resort. And they were also a client of mine. So that was sort of connected to work. We were there because I was working for that client. Singapore, same thing. I had a speech in Singapore. Got to bring you with me. We went to Thailand because of a speech that I had in Thailand. We mm -hmm. took a train to Chiang Mai and had this crazy family adventure <laughs> where we got Thai massages and, and I was on a reality food. TV show. You in were Thailand. on a reality TV show. <laughs> yes. Which That's was crazy. A funny story. The, the, yeah, because the the whole trip we were in that spontaneous moment, right? And we were watching Amazing Race at the time. And <laughs> Uh, you know, they had the family version of the amazing race and all of this. And so, so we were pretending that there was, uh, a, that we were on the show. We'd be, we'd be like going from checkpoint to checkpoint. And then we were in Thailand and we were getting ready to go back on the train. And what happened? Okay. My memory might be a little different cause I was like 10. Um, but what Eight. I think, no, oh. you were 10, you were 10. I was I was an age that was young, um, but we were on a train and there was a film crew filming some people. 
actually, I need you to tell this because I'm going to be honest with you. I have no memory of what happened after Eddie that and point. I were Eddie and I were juggling clubs. We were passing clubs in the courtyard, performing, sort of, mm-hmm. for uh, people before we were boarding the train. And then okay. we noticed the film crew running through the terminal. And okay. they got on the train. And we're like, holy cow, is that Amazing Race? Wouldn't uh-huh. that be our, crazy <laughs> if after all this joking about Amazing Race, we actually, like, see the show or yeah. see it being filmed? Because they were, they were following certain people. It was very mm-hmm. much like reality TV kind of thing. And so we end up on the same train car with the camera crew of this TV show. And mm-hmm. you were really, how old was Maggie at that time? Do you know, Shelia? Like, it's not important. So, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, you were young. You were like 10-ish. And you're like, I got this, guys. And you wandered down to their car and you cocked your hip to the side, you leaned in, and like just a, the most competent little person, you said, hey, guys, what you doing? And, and, and then they told you all about the show, and, and, and it, was, it was called like Home Run. Home Run, that was it. Mm-hmm. They would drop off people in the middle of the wilderness, in the middle of a jungle, and they try, have to try to make it home. It turned out to be a really bad idea. I think that, mm-hmm. I think that a couple people, like everybody but like three people bailed at some point. And they were getting sick and they were getting infected by like crazy creatures and things like that. It's but, really bad. Um, but yeah, they, they put you on camera and interviewed you for the show. That's crazy. I, oh, yeah. I'm in. You gave them a dollar. You hmm. were like, I don't have much, but here, this might help you get home. Because they couldn't so have money, but they could take money from other people. That so they the took best. money from a young child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, My I, favorite Maggie story, though, from, from our travels. Uh, was in Germany. Now, we were in Germany just for Thanksgiving week. It wasn't a, um, it wasn't a, a working trip. And so it was mm-hmm. just awesome. And they don't celebrate Thanksgiving, obviously, in Germany. It's an American holiday. Yet we had friends who were Americans in Germany who we got to see and have Thanksgiving dinner with. And yeah. we go into the Christmas markets and went to see castles but we were, and we were driving a a really cool uh, Mercedes stick shift car with a GPS, and these GPS in Germany were amazing because they would take you like through people's property and like streets where you're like this is this can't possibly be right, and it was always right. It would also take you exactly where you mm-hmm. wanted to go unless you put in the wrong city, <laughs> which we did. About and we to went say. to instead of when, instead of going to Fusen where the castle was, uh, Neuschwanstein Castle, we went to Fusen. Yeah. Which, where we found this great McDonald's. Yeah, and, and a you, bunch of cows. Do you remember the McDonald's? I remember the McDonald's. I also remember literally the GPS saying, you've arrived at your location, and we were in a field. Like, there were cows <laughs> around, and we were like, oh, this is so great. <laughs> but no, yeah. I do remember the McDonald's, and I have a feeling I know where this is going. <laughs> it was, like, so far ahead of anything we had seen in the U.S. It was, mm-hmm. like, a super McDonald's, like, three levels with incredible play areas and, you know, like a coffee bar. And it was like deluxe. Yeah. We went in. You had to use the restroom. We didn't have any German coins. And you had to get a, use a coin to get in the restroom for some yep. reason. So, so you went underneath the, the stall. Did I really? And, yeah. So I was just like, I don't have any coins. Just crawl under. <laughs> but then you come out and your eyes were wide open. Okay. So 
there's toilets that where the, the the toilet seat is covered in like a sanitary plastic wrap. Right? Okay, in in and my then, defense, even before you get into this, European mm-hmm. bathrooms are very different than American bathrooms. Okay, they. It was just very different. And again, I was young. I was even younger than Thailand at this point. So I probably was like eight. You were eight then. Yeah, for sure. Continue. (laughs) So what happens is between users, that that plastic sheath circles around, right? So that every user has a clean seat. Very nice idea. Mm -hmm. Um, And so (laughs) I didn't know that was the situation in there, but, but you came out eyes wide open. You're like, this is the most amazing McDonald's ever. You're not going to believe this. But the toilet seats in there, when you sit down, <laughs> they adjust to fit the size of your butt. Yep. Because in your mind, that toilet That's had just... That's what was happening. Exactly. <laughs> well, okay. Honestly, now that you've given me more details about it as well, of the fact that we didn't pay to use it and we were supposed to, it probably... That was odd. Yeah, it probably was supposed to like rotate or whatever before a person went in because you put in money. And so it's like, okay, someone new is coming in. But it seems like we bypassed a few of those rules. So, yeah, it was. I think you just set off the sensor while you were already like maybe you were so short you went under the sensor. I I do not know. It was a confusing time for me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It was a great trip, though. We got a a snowstorm. We saw castles. We... Great coffee, great times. All right. I think that's when Eddie got into heavy metal music too because he was listening to my Bose headset and playlist. Uh, Funny story. Actually, I don't think I've ever told you this, Um, but over that trip, um, we didn't have smartphones or anything like Eddie and I. Um, I don't think I even had – yeah, I didn't even have a phone or anything yet. Um, But mom let me use her old iPod. And so on all these drives and everything, I would listen to her iPod. And I, over this trip, found Chicago the Musical. (laughs) And so I, for like hours and hours of driving, I would listen to Chicago. And that's when I memorized all these songs and everything and started really getting into theater and such. Um, And that was one of the reasons that when I would go over to grandma's and saw that she had the Chicago CD, I would come up with these whole elaborate performances and know all the words to these songs. And honestly, that's one thing that really like kickstarted me into being like, I like musical theater. Um, but yeah, probably wasn't the best introduction. Yes, some of, some of those songs are a little <laughs> racy for an eight-year-old. Oh, absolutely. You didn't, get it. you didn't know the context at the time. No, um, I do remember hiding it a little bit, like on on the Germany trip, though, just being like, yeah, they pr- I probably shouldn't be listening to this. So I'll just I'll keep it on the DL. Um, but yeah, no, that's when I. So part of you knew you were being a little scandalous. Well, yeah, some of the some of the songs are a little. Interesting, but it all worked out. <laughs> Definitely. So the. um we have time for maybe one or two more questions. Um, we could either play a game or we could answer a question and try to give somebody a bit of advice. Maybe both. I, I'm kind of thinking maybe we try to help people with something they can use in their life. And then if we have time, maybe we can end on a game. Does that sound good? Shocker. I had no idea that was what you were going to choose. And, and, and by... 
(laughs) (laughs) Why even give the option? Uh, it's fine. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do and your by the way, speaker. we love your questions. We read all your questions. If you have questions, please go to wholesomechaos.com and submit them. You can definitely give you know submit any question or topic you want us to, to discuss. You can also see a list of our sponsors there. Read up more information about us and get some other resources there for your family. Um, and there's going to be a lot more coming to the website really soon too. I'm really excited about, we're going to give you a lot more, um, content and and expand this whole concept of join our family where you can, uh, hear from us more regularly. And yeah, it's going to be like a really fun, uh, family community. Okay. So this is one for you, Maggie. Okay. And that's not it. That's not it. It is ah, from Melanie. How do you say no to people? I'm really struggling with saying no. So it'd be awesome hearing what you guys have to think about that and what tips you might have. Why is this one for me? You know I suck at this. Do you? I've always struggled with saying no. What what makes it more difficult? I'm a people pleaser. I never want to let anyone down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you answer the question. Well, um, it's a hard skill to learn, Maggie and Melanie. So I would say it's a really important skill to learn too because what you got to think about in your life, it's easy to take on more commitments, responsibilities. There's also the peer pressure aspect of saying no, which we kind of covered in the last episode. So if, you, if that's kind of more your question, go back and listen to that. I don't want to go there again. But I'm just going to say to people, request your time or they request your involvement. Um, You've got to, I would say, say no to people as like your first move. Like don't say yes too quickly. You can always say no first and then change your mind. If you ever feel like you've got to decide right now because it's now or never, like that sense of urgency, that's a really good indication that you should back away because most bad decisions are made when they feel time pressure because you're in that emotional place. Um, And then the other thing is don't hedge your bets like you should say no completely instead of saying, well, gosh, I, I really need to go, go back and think about this and spend some time and maybe, or I could do part of it or whatever. It's easier to just say, I'm grateful. Like I'm honored that you would even ask me that. Thank you for considering me as somebody who would be great for that. Honestly, I, I, can't, I don't have the time right now to give that my full commitment and I don't want to do a lousy job for you. And so I'm just, very, very honored that you would ask me, but it's a no for me now. Um, and then, boom, you just leave it at that and, and, and leave that space in your life. Otherwise, it just fills up over it's and over funny, again. It's funny you talk about, um, like, the time constraint or it's like, give me an answer right now. Um, and how you said that's when a lot of bad decisions are being made because online shopping, <laughs> I get so upset when you, like, click go to cart or something and immediately a five minute timer pops up and it's like you have to complete your transaction within five minutes it's like why why because it's designed for human psychology (laughs) because they know that people you know will will finish their purchases if they feel that they're going to lose something yeah Yeah. i mean i've made bad investments that way that's how a lot of (laughs) that's how a lot of cons work is you you, you Mm -hmm. put people in a situation where they feel like they're going to get something extra or get something you know, a special deal, but only if they act quickly. I mean, 
So yeah, you got to back away from those situations. It's tough, but but really I work might, on that skill. I know I said I didn't have an answer to this, but I might have a little bit of an answer because kind of like I said, I'm not very good at saying no. Um, but something that helps me and something that I've been implementing here in LA is when I put um, constraints around like what I'm doing um, or, or kind of make myself rules or, okay, I guess I'll just, I'll give an example to make it easier. Right now in LA, I told myself before I moved out here that I was going to have a two month, like no romance rule because I knew that my first relationships that I wanted to make out here, I didn't want to be romantic or anything like that. I wanted to come out here and make friends, make homies. And (laughs) like as, I don't know, as strange as that sounds, I guess. But having rules that I set up in my life like that, that are very black and white, make saying no to things a lot easier just because it's it's like, no, I actually, I set these parameters around my life. so it's like you already said no when you made the rule, so it just applies. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Is that weird? <laughs> it's like creating more space for other things to happen. Yeah, it, may, it makes yeah. a lot of sense. It's good information. <laughs> good information. Okay. Did well, I we're... did I tell you that? Did I tell you that yeah, I made you, that rule? Yeah, you did tell me that because you went on you went on a uh, dinner with someone and had laid down that rule. Yeah. And had great justification for it. So <laughs> it's I a think smart that's rule. Super smart. Very smart yeah. rule. You're, you're a very <laughs> smart girl. Thank you. All right. Well, I think we're going to have to wait to play game, the games uh, in the next episode because we've already come to the end of this one, Maggie. Time Crazy. flies when we're having fun. Time flies when we're having a conversation. <laughs> yeah. Well, this has been real. So, so we're going to do one more podcast remotely and then you're coming home for a bit? Oh, or my goodness. Gonna, or two. I don't know. I think one. Something, it's either one or two more. I'm going to be home more? so soon. Yeah. yeah. I can't Crazy. wait to see you. Yeah, me too. It's going to be so much fun. All right. Well, well until then, have a great week. And um, I love you, kiddo. I love you. Miss you. All right. <laughs> we love you too, guys. Take Bye. care. Mags and dads, wholesome chaos. Mags and dads. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. 
Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.